0: We are live! It is the Tuesday after NXT. It's a Wrestling Inc. podcast. I am Alfred Kunawa. Glenn Rubenstein is out on assignment and joined, as always, by our returning champion, it's NYC Demon Diva Issa. What's up?
1: Not much. I am excited to be talking some NXT with you, Alfred, who's going to yeah. take me to Applebee's in Detroit.
0: In Detroit. We are less than two weeks away from me paying off my bet. What is it? Seven months later? No, three months later. Four, yeah. Three or four months later. Yeah, who's it's, counting?
1: It's, it's, it, as long as you pay it. <laughs> you know, I know people from the street, so you got to pay your debt. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I'm not responsible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might not leave Detroit if I don't pay that debt. I'm very much aware. So uh, we'll Correct. make sure we Correct. get that Applebee's. Hey, It's a win-win for from- me. Because I love Applebee's, so we're going to get uh, you know some mozzarella fries or mozzarella cheese sticks. Chicken fajita roll-up,
1: baby. Oh,
0: God. Chicken fajita roll for days. That's Yo. all I'm going to eat all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to get into some news. Of course, we're going to talk about NXT, as we always do. I hate to say it, but it's not very good news all the way around. We are going to end on a pretty good positive news note, but a lot of injuries in WWE, as we saw play out through raw, there were a couple of storyline angles that uh, were designed to write people off TV. First, Kevin Owens, of course, judgment day attacked him and it uh, was a reason Sami Zayn lost to Dominic Mysterio. And it's, Now come out that Kevin Owens is suffering from a rib fracture. This, of course, according to the Wrestling Gossip Radio. Uh, It is a rib fracture, fractured rib. They don't know how long he's going to be out, but he's been working with it for a while. And uh, the future of the tag team titles, which, as you know, the Usos were dethroned historically at WrestleMania. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have had the title since. We don't know what the future holds to the tag team titles, but what are your thoughts of Kevin Owens' injuries in the direction of this tag team division, Issa?
1: Well, of course, I hope for a fast recovery for Kevin Owens. Um, shout out to him, the real MVP, especially if he's been working with this injury for a while. Um, however, I'm going to say we've seen a lot of titles kind of like sit back and take a pay-per-view or two off. You know, they don't have to be defended. So I will say let's let's analyze the situation before we jump into conclusions because I think the Summer, SummerSlam card... Already lose stack. I don't feel like I need mm-hmm. the tag team titles to be defended in this very pay per view. So, you know, let's see where it goes. We have a, a little time before the next PLE event from WWE. Maybe, maybe the injury is something that can that Kevin Owens can recover in time to defend. At what comes after that is a payback? Something I think comes it's payback to September, so,
0: right? Yeah,
1: you know yeah so we got we just gotta see how serious the injury is but again we seeing a couple of titles not being defended I think I think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have earned the right to take SummerSlam off and let Kevin Owens heal from this injury yeah
0: I agree to, to a degree and I think they've done a good job of the tag team division as a whole especially these tag team titles even since Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won I feel like they've been treated like a big deal but this is now uh Due to circumstances out of their control, seemingly, a second consecutive pay-per-view or PLE that we don't see the tag titles defended because if you'll remember, they did face pretty deadly and what I thought should have been a pay-per-view match. It oh, was yeah. a very good pay-per-view caliber match, but that was on SmackDown. And now here we are, SummerSlam, no tag title defense. You saw that run of titles that WWE changed up. The WWE Universal title was given new uh, brand. They rebranded the Women's World title, the Women's WWE title, and the tag titles, which are... Two titles that definitely need to be rebranded. They still kind of left them on the back burner. So my fear is that as great of a job as WWE has done over the past year with this tag team division with this injury is just gonna incentivize WWE to more or less treat it like their secondary, which I hope doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, I see, I see your point here. And and I kind of agree with that. But like I said, I'm okay with them taking SummerSlam off as long as whatever it is that we book, we end up booking it correctly because seeing the tag titles main event night one in a program that should have main evented um I don't want the tag titles, like you said, to take a step back. But at the same time, I do think that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are doing a good job. They might not be defending them on PLE, but they've had quite a few title defenses. They put them on the line last week against Judgment Day, so that's why I said I don't think I will miss them if they don't defend at SummerSlam because we, we have seen them defend the titles. And again, ultimately, it comes back to a healthy Kevin Owens, you know, and and hopefully he can take the time that he needs to heal.
0: Yes, and somebody else is going to have to take the time they need. Liv Morgan, unfortunately. This is another injury, as we saw last night. I mean, just watching that segment, you knew they were writing her off because her arm got pilmanized. Rhea Ripley just absolutely destroyed Liv Morgan. And now it's come out that Liv Morgan is suffering from a shoulder injury. Of course, she missed actually with the shoulder injury but this is the opposite shoulder so that's concerning and it's believed that it may be a long-term injury again no timetable for this in particular but it's looking pretty serious especially if you watch that angle they did she's not coming back anytime soon given how badly she's beaten up by Rhea Ripley in storyline uh so your thoughts and it looks like they were you talk about putting in the background they weren't you know they dropped the tag team titles and then Liv Morgan was being used as more of a prop to get to Raquel uh, Rodriguez but Liv Morgan also a fixture on WWE Raw is not going to be in action for quite some time it looks like.
1: Yeah, I I mean a lot of people were wondering she came back too early but this sounds like a complete different injury. Uh again a, a, another fast recovery Monday night injuries what seems to be <laughs> that we mm-hmm. got last night. A lot of injuries reported after last night's episode of Raw but I didn't think that they had anything big in store for Liv. You know, I did think she felt like something to get Raquel and Rhea never never thought that that lip was a factor here so we'll see we'll see where it goes but I just hope that when she comes back she's healthy and not you know because a lot of people are talking about maybe she came back too soon but this is a complete different injury from the one that she just came back from.
0: Right. Yeah. So that back to soon wouldn't really hold much water. It just seems like bad injury luck for Liv Morgan, who was really getting pushed very strong in terms of being on TV every week. I didn't know if she was going to be part of SummerSlam because it's like they put Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan on the back burner so that uh, Raquel can have the title shot against Liv Morgan but or against Rhea Ripley. But you never want to see any type of injury. And and Liv Morgan is doing some good work. I think she's a great baby face. Uh, it's unfortunate that like she's being derailed at this time. But I just hope that she takes it time and when she comes back she'll be an even bigger deal. People love those returns.
1: Yeah, and and she's going to be great. Uh people love people love Liv Morgan. She has such a big fan base. I will say I mean it, it, I think I don't know if we're getting to it or not but I'm excited for this summer sign because if we do end up going to uh Ria against Raquel and if we do book again uh the final battle between um, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus that will be two women's matches on the card that does, don't have a title involved, these are grudge fields, so I know a lot of people have been critical of the women's division, but we there is a possibility that we might get four women's matches on this, on this SummerSlam card, which yeah. is unheard of in quite a while you know we already have this amazing triple thread uh that's been booked on Smackdown I think Bianca Charlotte and Asuka is a banger of a match Shayna Baszler and, and Ronda Rousey say what you say this is a match that I've been wanting them to take my money since the beginning since they started you know kind of talking about it and teasing them working together um so if we book these other two matches I still think it's a good thing on the women's division. Let Liv get her rest. She'll come back and she'll be as over as always. Every time she comes back, people love her. She's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, and the women are drawing. That's why they're getting all these opportunities. This is not like some edict with WWE. The women have been doing very well on television. They're some of the most popular segments each and every week on Raw and SmackDown. And they deserve four if not more slots in terms of wwe a part of wwe's rise right now in terms of their consistency and ratings has been the women's division they've been doing a very good job with that
1: yep agreed
0: and speaking of drawing smackdown on fs1 while it did not do the number that it did last week at nor should it have it's on fs1 compared to fox the good news coming out of this it was the highest rated edition of smackdown on fs1 in history as first reported why Alfred Kunwa of Forbes and the Fast Nationals, the highest number in the history of fs one. I can 1. That, guy. Oh, that guy. Million. I hear he's a good guy, and I hear I, you know I hear he's very well endowed yeah. too. That's what the streets tell me. That's what the streets.
1: Tell me. I hear he doesn't pay his debts. And he's gonna <laughs> learn in Detroit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, i'm sure i'm sure in detroit he'll, he'll pay he's a very honest man but 1.23 million for uh smackdown and fs1 so a good number and you know not really surprising to me at all they advertised roman reigns on the show you knew there was going to be a bloodline storyline honestly watching the storyline unfold didn't really move me as you admitted it didn't move you as well because it ended up being a contract Oh, signing, roman but...
1: reigns always moves something in me,
0: <laughs> as we know yes <laughs> but it was the rules of engagement that did do a number because people were curious about it. So uh, your thoughts on this number, Isa?
1: I I was expecting that number. I was expecting not a huge number like what we see, but I was expecting for the best rating uh, in FS1 in SmackDown history. The the tribal chief was there. He is a draw. He moves things. Does he move things for you?
0: No, not at all.
1: When you're watching Roman Reigns, you don't feel it move a little?
0: My eyes move because they roll around in my head, but other than that, when when I'm not rolling my eyes, it doesn't move much.
1: Oh, that sucks. Maybe you need some blue shoe. (laughs) What does he move for you? Things.
0: Oh, wow. This is a PG podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to move forward. We're going to have to move forward before Issa gets us in trouble. (laughs) What NXT was tonight? And uh, this is a pretty good show. I thought they did a great job, Bill. I, I thought the last two nights have been very good in terms of go-home shows. WWE's been doing a good job building up their key matches for pay-per-view and PLEs. And this is no exception with NXT. On the go-home show to Great American Bash, we open with Dirty Dom and Rhea Ripley. Uh-huh. A ton of heat for Dom, as always. These guys... Uh, over, I don't think there's a such thing as judgment day being overexposed because I'm very much enjoying the work, but they're everywhere. I was mentioned tonight that Dom is the first superstar in history to main event Ross Smackdown and NXT in the same week. Kind of a technicality because I guess he was a wrestling main event this past Friday. He wasn't in the main event, but that's a great uh, accolade to have if he's the first to ever do it.
1: Acknowledge Dirty Dom. People say that you go to prison and you can't do anything after you get out because you have a record. Look at Dom turning his life around. (laughs) What an example he is.
0: He's an inspiration. He should be on scared straight. He really needs to start scaring these kids straight.
1: I don't think that judgment day is overexposed. I've seen a lot of people like commenting on that on social media, and I'm like, no, they're running the show. We're seeing different angles, we're seeing different things. I think they're all interesting in their own way, in the in the things that they're involved right now and not only if you really think about it not only were they on all three of these shows but they were on both shows in mexico came back and just did raw and nxt so they, we gotta give them the workhorse title because my god judgment day is everywhere and you have to like take a second and, and like just applaud them for their dedication right now
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very much rooting for Dominic Mysterio to retain because I do want to see Judgment Day with all the belts, given the fact that WWE is putting them on TV and building them up. They've come a long way. Remember when Edge was part of Judgment Day and he left because it's like he was kind of worried of it. He didn't think that it was going to get over. And now they're the most over thing on Raw at the very least.
1: Yeah. I was um, I was doing a live stream cheap plug for my channel, NYC Dima Diva. Uh, I do watch alongs for all the shows and we were just talking about how do you even put them in order of like, how do you enjoy Judgment Day because everybody has, you know, their favorites and all that. And I found myself, not because I dislike him, but I found myself putting Finn last and I'm like, that is insane to me, but it's just for me, like they're all in Like, even what Finn is doing right now is so interesting. I think Judgment Day is working, and I'm glad they were able to turn things around because they did feel a little directionless for a little while, you know, there. But Mm -hmm. right now, they just seem so confident in the the stable, in the gimmick. Like, everything is working for Judgment Day right now. I, again, I don't feel like they're overexposed at this point. I can't get enough of them.
0: You know, that's a good point. I should have a pick one, delete the rest on my YouTube channel. You should. You should. Me too. Yeah, it's a, that, that'd be very interesting. I'd be interested to see.
1: Who would uh, you pick, the, Alfred?
0: Dom, definitely. I mean, it would be very close between Rhea and Dom because I absolutely love Rhea, but Dom, I think, is just the he's a heat magnet. I think he's a huge star. And I
1: like, you like Puerto, Ricans? I, I, what I, Puerto, Puerto Rico. Stop what I said. Don't put Sounds, that's mouth. what I heard. That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> Dom, oh no, Don's not Puerto Rican. He's a Mexican. Okay. But yeah, like, I, that's I right. like all of my Latino David brothers Bruce, and sisters. You should
1: put future world champion. That's who you should have picked.
0: The senior money in the bank. I don't like that WWE is going over the top branding that I, I'm not a big fan of that. And I just, I stop what I'm doing when I watch Dom. I just can't get enough of his promos uh, because of how he is reacting to, as we saw on NXT when the crowd was booing the I personally
1: him. coined him as Poppy in the bank, and I'm not going to stop calling him that. I know they want to go for senior in the bank, but to me, he's Poppy in the bank, and that's what I'm going to keep calling him.
0: Poppy in the bank sounds so much better. And of course, Kelvin Alexander, friend of the show. For two dollars, says, "Behave, Isa." Kelvin, if I behave, this
1: will be a boring podcasting. And you and I both <laughs> know it.
0: Yeah, she can't. None of us can behave. This is—we're no. here to misbehave. You included, Kelvin. You of all people shouldn't be telling people to behave. We see those thirsty ass uh, super chats you send sometimes. But this, I like this opening segment with Dom Maria, Wes and Mustafa. I think made the segment because they're really good at uh, uh, getting a lot of fire, and they really got in each other's face and started brawling. There were yeah chants, so that's going to become a thing. You know, people would talk. They, they were the they what? were
1: cut your mullet chants. Cut
0: your mullet It was we can't hear you, which is unfortunate because of the sound of the mic or whatnot. But the, the crowd very lively for this segment. What did you think about the opening segment?
1: I love this segment. I thought it was great. I love seeing them open with Judgment Day. We do have a reason for Judgment Day to be here now with Dominic Mysterio as the champion of North America, which is obviously clearly more important than the United States Championship because he has more countries involved. Um, I There's a thing, and, and I can't get enough of it, is I love watching Rhea and Dom when they're not center stage because they just don't Miss when it comes to character, when we were having the argument, which was great banter back and forth between Mustafa Ali and uh Wesley. Which, by the way, I love the intensity that Wesley came out and showed. That's what I want to see a champion that just lost their title, especially in a little bit of an unfair way. That's what he says. It's mm-hmm. obviously not from the streets, I thought it was a clean win, but, anyways, uh. I love seeing that because there's nothing that triggers me more than when a champion loses and they pretend like they don't remember what happened or they don't care about their title. So I love seeing Wesley come out with that intensity. But if you watch Dom and Rhea in the background as Ali and and Wesley are going at it, it's amazing how they just don't miss a beat at any time, even when they know the camera's not on them. They're still on character and on point. This was fun, and I think I think we're gonna get a banger in at. Uh, Great American Bash, because it was obviously later announced that it's going to be a triple threat
0: yes, for the North really. American
1: Championship. And I got to add, on top of the heat that he's getting and all of the things that Dirty Dom is doing, I'm actually also enjoying his matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, his matches are really good. I think he's been improving by leaps and bounds. And again, you got to remember, he's only been in the business in terms of being on the main roster in WWE wrestling for, what, three years? I think he started mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So yeah, he's got... The fact that he's at this level at this point, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he's got the genetics. He's going to be an excellent, if not all-time, wrestler. And he's already got – it's funny because this deep into your career is when you're learning how how to wrestle, you're learning the technical things. He's already got all the things that are like the intangibles, the X factors in terms of crowd reaction. People love to hate him, which is not an easy thing to foster. Like, people just pick certain people that they want to cheer or boo. And Dominic's one of the people they pick that anytime he touches a microphone, they go crazy. So – all the things that are hard to pick up as a wrestler he's already got so this guy's looking
1: a kid that was probably training how to wrestle since he was like five of look course. at who his dad is so yeah. I personally once they introduced him which I wasn't a big fan I, everything changed for me with Dominic when he went to prison when I saw that video package the very <laughs> first video package and I saw the teardrop I was all in with Dominic like that's all he took but I do think that I I didn't think the in-ring was what he needed to work on. I think this is what he needed to work on. Mm-hmm. And putting him on Judgment Day has just been just such a big turner. If you would have told me back in 2020 that I was going to be sitting here praising Dominic Mysterio and loving everything that he does, I would have probably laugh you know what i mean like i would not believe that but here we are do you pop every time he says he makes the mysterio name relevant
0: yeah it's amazing it's great, <laughs> like, great it troll. was
1: all over social media that today i think it was like the 25th or 20th anniversary of ray mysterio actually debuting and this guy's saying that he's the one <laughs> making that name relevant and I'm i like, love it i love it so much he's just he doesn't miss right now
0: yeah it's great and so uh yes we're gonna get a triple threat match between Wes Lee, mustafa lee and dominic mysterio that should be a lot of fun and then we start with a three-on-three so it's the dyad and joe gacy against trick mellow and Ilya dragunov which would be your show long storyline so they left trick out there for a long time this seemed to be like one of those trial by fire type things where i mean he looked impressive in spots and he hit a amazing dropkick that was a lot of height on it but yeah they left him out very long time and they, they kind of had a cover for him in a couple of spaces where he uh looked like he blanked
1: did you like tricks gear tonight
0: love gear. yeah it's
1: i mean great. not like that
0: i think <laughs> i like tricks muhammad ali gear and i think he looks like a wrestler but i don't know what you're looking at what did you like about tricks gear isa
1: i thought it was great i am a big fan of black leather i'm wearing black leather shorts as we speak so hey. you know just 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 pointing it out I, i'm a big fan of black leather
0: a fan of black leather those of you who want to donate to isa get her black leather at wilson's leather only the best is it wilson's leather or do you have a particular brand that you would
1: like no, it depends it depends on what it is that i'm looking for there's some leathers that are better than other for like a coat or a jacket wilson is the best but for shorts i like a thinner leather because i am in puerto rico and it is 90 degrees so leather is not oh. a good choice to go in the heat but i don't care i do the sacrifice for people you know
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, so this 3-3 three three match, it's, it's, I thought it was a good match. It developed into a pretty good match. Uh, we had some storyline developments. There are two new followers, I believe to be the Creed Brothers, pulled Dyad off of the ring apron, caused a distraction. At one point, Ilya accidentally hit Trick with a running elbow, and we get the finish.
1: Accidentally.
0: Yeah, seriously, accidentally. That led to something a little later as they would get into a fight between Trick and Ilya, but Carmelo Hayes tagged himself in. Uh, Tagged Eliot and then he hit the nothing but net on Joe Gacy and he wins the match.
1: Yeah, it was a fun match. Um, a lot of really good in ring, but there's a lot of talented people there. And then Joe Gacy. <laughs>
0: oh, talented people and Joe Gacy. I think Joe Gacy's talented. I think he's good in the ring. As you know, I was a big fan of his character before they screwed with it when they made it a, a social woke character and they got some heat from Fox News and they decided to do away with it. Since then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been in no man's land. But uh, right right prayers for joe gacy
1: <laughs> agree so yeah yes. fun match fun match and a lot of really good action i did like seeing trick be out there for that long because a lot of times uh i i feel like his wrestling gets outshadowed by carmelo hayes because carmelo hayes is so good so it was just good to see what trick can do and seeing him in the match longer really gave him a chance to showcase his stuff
0: yeah, and uh, we got a super chef from Kelvin Alexander. Five dollars front of the show. Says Donald's white hot right now. Biggest young star in the business right now. I, I would tend to agree. He's on that yeah. short list. I mean, you, there's a lot of guys in, in both companies and in, in multiple companies who are coming up who are young. But that's the good thing is that for so long, especially in WWE, There was an outcry for a youth movement. Remember where all these part-timers would be carrying the company at WrestleMania season and whatnot. Now you're seeing people like Dominic Mysterio, even the young people in NXT, like uh, Thea Hale, where we're going to get to. A lot of young people on the come up in WWE, and that's what you want to see.
1: I love that you brought that up because I was having a conversation today with somebody and and they asked me like if somebody was going to show up like a legend at SummerSlam and I found myself saying the words they don't need it and it felt good to be able to say that because back in the day they had to rely so much on something nostalgia mm-hmm. and to me right now looking at the SummerSlam card, I can't wait. I want to watch it. I think it's stacked and guess what? There's no nostalgia factor here. Everybody here is an active performer in WWE and I think I think that's awesome wrestling feels like it's in a it's blooming right now like it feels great it feels fun again and uh and I think the reason for that is they're building new stars again
0: yeah and uh if you don't count Roman Reigns as a part-timer which for the sake of discussion I guess we'll do that now this would be the first time I believe in 11 years at Wrestlemania that two full-time athletes headlined Every night of WrestleMania, that neither of the nights of WrestleMania were headlined uh, by a part-timer. So that's a, another sign that WWE is now finally fully invested in its full-time roster.
1: If you ever say that we're Roman Reigns and part-timer again, I will slap you across the face.
0: We're going on 110 days plus without him defending that title.
1: Does not mean that he's a part-timer? He's to been that, there. Uh... He's been there. Listen,
0: he's earned it. I'm not criticizing him for this. He has earned the right to become a part-timer. I will not criticize Roman. Get it how you live. But, you know... I would consider a full-time Alfred, somebody who's on TV every single week. Would you not?
1: You can't say I'm not criticizing, but as long as you add the butt, you're a butt.
0: <laughs> I think I was uh, adding some nuance to that, and I would like to be considered an ass. You Thank you very much.
1: You weren't adding nothing. <laughs>
0: Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso coming up at SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen. Should be a lot of fun.
1: Can't wait. I, I mean, if I'm Jay Uso, like Jay, he already whooped that ass like hard twice. But I don't blame him. I would will, I will take that beating from Roman Reigns three, four, five times, as many times as possible. So I don't blame Jay Uso here.
0: Oh, Fifty Shades of Jay is what we're gonna see then.
1: <laughs> I love that actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We get get an inset promo from uh, Tiffany Stratton. And again, this is Tiffany Stratton's thing. She's great in these, where she's backstage and it's produced. She's lights out when it comes to stuff like this. This is how she needs to be in front of the camera. And eventually she will be. But uh, the funny thing about this is she called Thea Hale. She's trying to roast her. She called her a human energy drink. I don't consider that a roast. I think that's a pretty dope nickname. I think they should run with that
1: honestly i was a little jealous i was like shit i wish i could be a human energy drink <laughs> yeah. but um yeah i i didn't think it was a it was it was a rose i uh, shout out to tia i mean tia is she's so young and i think i might have had that energy back when i was that age but not anymore right um but i agree i thought this is the best thing that they've done with uh Tiffany Stratton since you know she won the title uh, some things are not hitting with me but it's still too early in this title ring to like really like analyze it but this video package like you said backstage um i thought this was the it, it was one of the best things that we've seen from tiffany stratton in a while because i do think that this program is doing more for tia than it is for uh tiffany stratton but this was a great video package yeah, and
0: as good as this was, we'll just get to what they did with Thea, because they had her own video package, and it was a knockoff of Rocky, and they used the Rocky Balboa like, royalty-free music, and she was running up the stairs and stuff, and I thought that was very funny as well.
1: Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought both video packages were great, but damn, they make Thea so freaking likable that it's hard to root mm-hmm. against her.
0: Yeah, she's, she's great. She's doing really great. At some point, they got to put the title on her. I don't know if now's the time. I would like to see Tiffany get some time with that title, but at some oh, point, yeah, me too. Thea should be an underdog champ. She'd be great.
1: Hey, no, hey, and we'll see. get there. Uh, we'll get there.
0: Watching the main event tonight that we're going to get to, was, they did this David Goliath, and I thought it was so great. I want to see Thea Hale versus Rhea Ripley. I think that would be the ultimate David versus Goliath. And boy, would people, people be behind Rhea or behind Thea to get that upset win. Thea versus Rhea, it even Rhymes.
1: Yeah, but if that happens, I hope that her human energy drink gives her wings and so she can fly away because is going to end her.
0: <laughs> she needs wings. She needs a cast. She, you know, Again, and that, see that mentality that just thinking about it, it's like, oh, my God, Thea's going to get destroyed. But if you give her a hope spot, people will be really into it, I think. But, yeah, no, she'd she's be gonna a huge underdog. Huge underdog.
1: I don't know why you wish that on her. That's I, mean. I don't
0: want her to get destroyed. I, I want her to upset Rhea Ripley is what I want. <laughs> Von Wagner uh, this was not an upset this is quite the opposite of the upset as we got Von Wagner squashing the hell out of my guy Javier Bernal who does follow me on Twitter Uh, Javier big body Javi did get squashed almost immediately within a matter of minutes maybe even seconds he got put through a table and then exploding out of the television camera shot was Braun breaker with an explosive spear on Von Wagner crowd chanting you still suck and it looks like we're setting up Vaughn versus Braun. What do you think about that? Are we excited?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll go to the match real quick. I think what they're doing with Von Wagner is working. I think this is the most mm-hmm. positive crowd reaction that he has gotten. The crowd seemed to be into him. So that made me happy for him because I think that's what they were trying to accomplish with this very real storyline about his, you know, his, his real life stuff. Um, what do you think about Braun Breaker's beard tonight? I like it. I think
0: heel Braun Breaker is doing everything right. Even his tan. I don't think it's a good tan. He's not a good tan at all.
1: Okay, who has the worst tan, Alfred, MJF or Braun Breaker?
0: MJF is on the Mount Rushmore of bad. Like, I think MJF is part of a bad tan. He's
1: a millionaire. Like, he's rich. You mean (laughs) to tell me this rich boy can't figure out a better tanning place? I think he
0: can. I think part of him being a heel, are we talking about MJF or Braun?
1: Yeah, MJF.
0: Oh, so with MJF, I think part of his heel act is even down Isn't to the music, no which is horrible theme music, but is that tan? And yes, he's transitioning out of being a heel, so maybe he stops tanning. But I think I almost know that MJF goes out of his way to make that tan look as bad as possible so that he can get heat for it.
1: Yeah, right. Like the hands are a different Everything. Anyways, anyways, we're yeah. not here to talk about that. But um, I, I know that you gave me and Glenn a lot of crap over this. Because everybody knows we've been covering NXT for a while together. I was not a fan of Braun Breaker. But mm-hmm. this heel turn has been everything. I actually look forward to see where is he going to pop up and who he's going to spear out of the, this atmosphere. Every show, in, um, Von Wagner was his uh, victim today. We'll see where it goes because I don't know that Von Wagner, now that he's finally starting to get some you know, crowd support, needs to take the L and I feel like Braun will win. But I'm a big fan. I mean, you know how I feel about big, meaty men slapping meat. So I'm here for this.
0: Yeah, this will be really good. And if you remember those Vaughn and Solo Sokoa matches, those were excellent in terms of big, meaty men slapping meat. And if you're looking at Vaughn versus Braun, I'm not entirely convinced that Braun wins that. I think Braun is wrapping up here in NXT. I think they're biding their time. And I think after SummerSlam, we're going to get maybe a wave of a couple of people getting called up. I think Braun is going to imminently get called up. And this might be his swan song is... Von versus Braun. If that the is Swan the case, song. then I
1: can actually see Von Wagner winning here. Yeah. But I heard that Von Wagner is also somebody that's kind of high up in the list of people they want to bring up. So I wonder whose yeah. farewell this might be.
0: <laughs> They've liked it for a while, but we're, we could get yeah. Von Braun Swan Song all in NXT, I think would be a, a very excellent tagline for a match but yes they are getting into von wagner though we've we've been giving von yeah. wagner a lot of shit uh over the years but the crowd likes von and it's because of this storyline that they're doing with his childhood they didn't really touch on that tonight they just but uh, still crowd was behind von
2: yeah good for him
0: yeah good for von we like that when people get over on this podcast makes our job easier.
2: our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too
0: Uh, we've got another chat for a great friend of the show, Kelvin Alexander. It's Braun for $2. Braun is a proper villain now, which he is. I always knew that no when he became detected. a villain, he'd have his freak flag fly, and he would be able to do what he wants, and it's getting over. And then Yes Boy, I love that name, $2. Wait, well, wait, you're Loud... supposed to
1: say it with the hands, Yes Boy.
0: Yes Boy! There, let's get in the Thank shot you. there. <laughs> Jazz beat. Uh Daily Loud. So, shout out to Daily Loud as a... a reached out to them. I don't know when Daniel Loud became a wrestling fan. Wrestling's hot right now. I'm I'm noticing more and more people reaching out to me about wrestling who didn't watch it before or coming back into it. The guy I went to GCW with was a good friend of mine who used to watch wrestling. Shout out to Robbie Wagner. And he's now just getting back into it. And he just loves it. He's just all the way back. And so wrestling is very hot. And I love to see wrestling is
1: very hot right now. And and it's not just like your normal AW and WWE. You just mentioned GCW. I cover a lot of local events here in Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people coming out. There's a lot of people reaching out to me, asking me, it feels, it feels good for wrestling to be getting this, this momentum back. Yeah.
0: It really does. It's awesome. It's a, it's a hot product. And, and for us wrestling fans, you know, there's always that stink that comes, which I don't care about. Like, I'm not afraid to admit that I watch wrestling. But when wrestling is cool, it, makes, it, it takes away that stench when you say you watch wrestling, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, advocate for not uh, stereotyping wrestling fans. Yes,
0: don't, don't do that. Um, Gable Stevenson is making oh his big God. decision. They did a lot of promotion for this. Listen, if SmackDown or if NXT, and I think it will do a very good number, it's going to be Rhea, it's going to be Dom, but this Gable Stevenson decision, they really, really promoted this. And so he came out and I was underwhelmed by how they rolled it out. So he comes out and he kind of teases what he's going to do. Baron Corbin comes out and interrupts him, calls himself the great white. Maybe that's his new gimmick. And uh, Gable Stevenson says, you just made my decision easier. I believe he challenged him to a match at Great American Bash. I know there was a challenge. I don't know if this is going to be a Great American Bash. And then we get a couple of it suplexes. Is. So Gable Stevenson is not going to the Olympics. He's not going back to Minnesota or amateur wrestling. He is NXT bound. What do we think about this segment with Corbin being the next opponent for Gable Stevenson, the first opponent?
1: I have a lot to say, Alfred. First of all, yeah. do you not for a second think thank you, Corbin, when Corbin came out? Because he was not hitting on the mic. It was not. Yeah, no. You and I both know it was not hitting mm-hmm. on the mic. No. Uh, my second thought in this segment is <laughs> imagine like you like you grow old, right? And you're talking to your grandkids and you say, yeah, I passed on becoming a, another Olympic medalist or winning the NCAA championship to fight Baron Corbin. <laughs> 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 like, I'm not sure you should be flexing about that, but... <laughs> I mean WWE is super invested in this guy so I'm excited to see what he can do some of these suplexes I mean Baron Corbin is a big boy and, and he was like throwing him around at ease so yes. I'm excited to see and I do think that Baron Corbin is the right choice for a first match you know I, I will see where it goes but uh, yeah I, I was like I it's not hitting on the mic but NXT how many people have we seen develop grow and become excellent characters thanks mm-hmm. to NXT so I have learned with NXT to not like judge on the first few months of where we're seeing someone and, and let it become what it can become. So we'll see where this goes. But as far as his first promo in front of the crowd and doing all that, I i wasn't a fan. We'll see what he can do in the ring, though.
0: I will say my expectations were very low. So maybe that I was, I don't even want to say pleasantly surprised. Yeah, mine I didn't were think too. And I was still disappointed,
1: Alfred. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> I was the opposite. I, I had low expectations. And I was like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought. The thing about Gable Steveson that's going to help him is he has in-ring charisma. Like, he's very explosive. He's obviously an all-world athlete. Those suplexes look amazing. He's going to be good in the ring, especially as he gets more time and whatnot. They really need to focus on hiding his weaknesses. Like the idea of him having to cut a promo in front of all these people to me, I thought was not fair to him because this is somewhere where he's very weak. I think he needs a manager. And I think until he develops on the mic, this was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar couldn't cut a promo to save his life his first couple of years in WWE. So they put him with Paul Heyman, which I think was the key to him becoming a huge star. So you get somebody who could really talk, maybe even a Robert Stone, because I don't think Von Wagner needs him anymore. You get somebody who could talk to pair with Gable Stevenson, and I think and he does his, lets his wrestling do the work. I think he can get over doing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, so not the, not the greatest thing. And I did not like the rollout. I didn't like that he just comes out there. And there was not a lot of, they didn't, for as much as they built it up, this up, there was really not a lot of suspense behind him going to NXT. He was almost immediately interrupted, which is good for obvious reasons. And then he just chooses NXT. It was no tease or no drama it- or stakes or anything.
1: Another thing that feels weird about this is we're getting all these crazy video packages with Baron Corbin in the woods, talking to his other Baron Corbin self. And we just went from that to this and it didn't make any sense. No transition. Like, did he find himself? Like, I'm very confused about what we're doing with Baron Corbin. Yeah, I'm happy to see him in NXT. But I'm very confused about what we're doing. We're getting these video packages, and now he's just, yeah, I'm just going to fight this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you know? a great point. And the, those video packages weren't just video. They were like him trying to discover who he is. So we need a payoff to that. Right. I really hope that this doesn't become part of the match where the finish is that the other Baron Corbin, like, or three or four Baron Corbins come out. I hope we actually hologram, get a finish.
1: A hologram. Will the real Baron Corbin <laughs> please stand up?
0: he'll do the John Cena entrance where there's going to be Baron Corbins all along the aisle
1: I hope there's not that many Baron Corbins in the world (laughs) I'm okay with one Baron Corbin I like Baron Corbin, I'm a fan of Baron Corbin I think the end of of days is one of the best finishers and I'm still mad that they allowed Drew McIntyre to kick out of it I'll I'll never let go of that
0: his downfall, if that's what you want to call it, the fact that he's in NXT right now is completely self-inflicted by WWE. There was nothing Wait, so wrong with the original Baron Corbin. <laughs> okay, Drew McIntyre too. He was great as a GM. He, he would get a ton of heat. Remember when the McMahon family came out and they all blamed Baron Corbin on the. Constable, Constable Corbin. Constable Corbin. He's made all of these gimmicks work to where he gets heat, which not everybody can do. But then eventually it's like fool me six times. People, I guess, kind of soured on him. But even in NXT, I like his work.
1: Yeah,
0: me too. Me as well. So we get poor Dana Brooke <laughs> against Cora Jade. Dana Brooke um, accompanied by her apprentice. I can't remember this young lady's name. I'm sorry. But, uh, her, her apprentice. Did you like
1: the Catwoman gear?
0: I did like the Catwoman. I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, I loved the original Batman with Michael Keaton. I loved the fact that he rebooted it. It was the best part of the Flash movie. Uh, but the fans are just not with this. This is one of those round peg square hole things where NXT just needs to start booking Dana Brooke as a heel because they were, you know, they were with Cora. Uh, something happened off camera. They were chanting, are you okay? So I don't know if Dana Brooke took a spill or something like that, but they were totally with Cora. Toward the end of the match, they did kind of start to get behind Dana, but Dana won with the Swanton, which I'm kind of surprised about. Um, so Dana Brooke wins, but the crowd, even though she's a baby face and playing it up like a baby face, worked like a baby face, they were not with it.
1: Yeah, um, I like that Dana broke out the win. I feel like she needed it, but I don't know. It felt like a match that was just... You couldn't even put it a great American bash, especially with the weapons used and all that. Um, Yeah, I was happy to see her get the win, but the fans really, really like... Cora Jade a lot so they kind of said if you're trying to get people to sympathize for Dana and get behind her putting her against Cora Jade is a bad idea because Cora has had defense since day one heel or face so you're, it's a tough task for Dana Brooke but overall I thought this was great I liked yeah. it I mean it's, <laughs> we saw a hell of a women's match later in the show so I almost feel bad for them that they had to have this match at, in the same show as what we saw later but yeah I, I don't think there was anything wrong with that with the match.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a good match. There was a brawl. It was a candlestick match. they were hitting that crap out of each other. I, I thought it was good from that standpoint. It was just, it really stood out to me how, like, um, I don't know if they don't like Dana Brooke or if they do like uh, Corey Jade that much, but there seems to be a hive out there for Dana Brooke. And I, I cannot explain it that they've chosen that they're going to boo her. But um, I thought right. she did fine. I thought she'd been fine in NXT. And Kalani Jordan was the uh, the woman who's actually very good. I think she's going to be very good. She's a good prospect Agreed. in terms of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, We get uh, Bronco Nima and Lucian Price. They face the D'Angelo family, who we
1: learned today speak Spanish, Isa, Does that make you like Tony D'Angelo more? Could I possibly like Tony D'Angelo more? (laughs) I didn't think it was possible until today that they busted out it. Hold on. (laughs) Did you see the video of them walking by Pretty Deadly on SmackDown? That is the greatest thing I saw all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I love the little continuity. It feels like NXT matters again, especially in the main roster. You know, they usually, when they go to the main roster, they act like NXT never existed. So seeing that continuation, Mm -hmm. even if it was in a little bit of a short uh, chef kiss to whoever thought of doing that quick segment. Um, Yeah, I love Tony D'Angelo. I love that he speaks Spanish. It doesn't surprise me. Tony is a very talented man. uh, And the Vice City guys, this uh, Sholo Damien Priest guy, what do you think about the match? <laughs>
0: I thought it was fine by City. I've never thought about that, but that's actually very accurate. Uh, I thought it was really good. I, I mean, I thought it was fine, I, you know. I don't think it was the greatest match in the world, but I will say Bronco and Lucian, like obviously they're new and stuff like that. But for two guys who really just kind of started wrestling this year, just started their characters, I think they fit right in more than some people who've been there for years. I think they've caught right on, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, they're, they're using the crime time gimmick, but I, I think they're fine. I think they're very explosive and athletic. Uh, the D'Angelo family wins with the bada bing. Axiom attacked. Uh, it, it was Scripps on the mic, which the commentary was hilarious because Booker yeah. T kept insisting on calling him Reggie because I guess Booker T didn't realize that he changed back to scripts. <laughs> but uh, they were funny, and they were talking about being from the hood and, and how it works in yeah. the hood. So I thought, I thought Reggie slash script was very good on commentary, especially with Booker T. Um, for for yeah, and for I love purpose accident.
1: Yeah, and I love the camera angles they keep doing with Reg- Reggie and Axiom and, and their attacks because they really look like they're flying from out of nowhere, and oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just cool to watch both of them trying to outdo the other. And we have a little continuation to this whole storylines with scripts and action. Yeah, overall, it was this was fun. Stacks is growing on me, Alfred.
0: Oh yeah, See, he proved his worth. He's not a rat. He uh, came through. He held it down.
1: So and they Stax, need to win the tag titles. They have they to do. win the tag titles. at Greenham. If they don't win, I might actually uh, riot.
0: We should riot. We should start riot in Detroit. <laughs> we'll go to riot. As if they need more of those, but we can do it.
1: Yeah, we should. There's a super chat uh, well, for you, Alfred.
0: Yes, there's a couple of Super Chats that I was going to get to, that. I hope we can do it now. Uh, let's start with Kelvin Alexander uh, <laughs> for $5. this says, Price and Nemo with Reggie as a manager can be something. Agree, Agreed. Totally agree. I learned a lot about Reggie today. I, I didn't know um, in terms of him being on like commentary and being like a mouthpiece, but he, he'll he be just fine in that
1: role. Reggie's a super smart guy.
0: Yes, Reggie slash scripts. And then Bear Hudson, our guy, the front of the show. Is it out of pocket if you sleep with your supervisor's wife, if you don't get along with him? Or respect their marriage and be professional.
1: That's Quite for frankly, you,
0: that is for me. And the answer is no. You should absolutely do that. If you don't respect him, then you got to show him. You got to claim that. And uh, as long as it's a consensual relationship, uh, it's her marriage. It's her relationship. I-, I don't agree with marriage. And if you're the same way in terms of not agreeing that you need to lock yourself down for the rest of your life like that, you need to help me prove my point and go ahead and make consensual love to that man's wife. I love cucking any. I love
1: that I'm not I'm not a marriage person either so I love that actually <laughs> I'm nothing to add
0: <laughs> Excellent well uh, be careful use protection my friend uh, we get uh, speaking of well not really speaking of protection but speaking of uh, somebody who needs protection uh, from Roxanne Perez as uh, what Blair Davenport Got in a brawl and I, was, I don't know if you uh, saw this looking familiar. This was an Easter egg to her mentor Booker T as they went into a grocery store and Roxanne beat the living no, hell out of Blair Davenport. That was
1: grocery store, my friend. That was a bodega if I ever okay, saw it Okay, it was a
0: bodega. But they were, doing the gro- they were doing the ode to Booker T in Austin when they fought in that grocery store or in the aisle of this grocer. It was a bodega. Uh, but this was a uh, fiery Roxanne Perez attacking Blair Davenport at the bodega. What did you think about this?
1: Uh, they're making Roxanne look like a badass in this in this uh feud, and she needed that. She needed that big that bit of something, you know. This good girl Roxanne, I. I with Booker T and I'm just happy to be wrestling it wasn't working for me everything about this worked for me I mean a little bit of a Rookie as soon as you hear the sirens you get out you don't wait for the lights to pull up they're going to catch you depends on how fast she can run not that I have experience at this but you run out when you hear the siren you don't wait if once you're seeing the lights you might end up like Dominic Mysterio and you don't want to do that so but I loved everything about this segment
0: yeah the thing about this segment that I will say it's like it ends with these sirens coming up, so clearly they're looking for Roxanne Perez and then they go and air the footage of her attacking. Bla- if I'm Roxanne, I'm like, Hey, yo, hey, 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 come on, man. The block is hot right now, they're looking for me. Don't show them the footage so they can go and zero in where I
1: am. I don't know the way she waited forever to run out. I feel like she's starting to get caught. Maybe she's <laughs> yeah. scared of Blair.
0: <laughs> so, Roxanne <laughs> Perez at large, I, I, I believe she's committed. A you be, crime have you been in that situation?
1: Her. You run when you hear the freaking sirens, you don't wait to a see the lights. Percent. Yeah, a okay. thousand
0: percent. Good. The second you hear them, even if you don't think you did anything wrong, just run.
1: As I soon mean, as you see the cashier getting the phone, you know who she's calling. Get yeah. the hell out.
0: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we get supernova sessions with the oh metaphor. They battle early What chance, and this ends up being a very good segment because uh, they are trying to revive Noam Dar, who is just catatonic since losing his Heritage Cup. And finally... Metaphor reveals a brand new, undisputed heritage cup. <laughs> We've got two large heritage cup now. So Nate Frazier comes out. He's got a cup of his own. Uh, Leon You get draws. a cup and
1: you get a cup and you get a, a, and cup. a cup.
0: Is this going to lead to a ladder match with both of these gigantic cups hanging in the balance? I really hope it
1: does. Why do I want to see that now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, I love it. This was entertaining and it was good to see Lash Legend back in her original great. uh yeah. in her original, you know, environment of hosting a talk show somehow. Noam Dar is really committing to this bit and I have nothing but respect for him, but now I don't know which cup matters.
0: <laughs> Noam's cup matters and I think this is a good way to get that cup back on Noam Dar. I think he's he treats that cup with such reverence that I want to see him win that cup. That means he's a good cup winner, good champion. I think Nate Frazier's good. He's good in the ring and he's a, he's a fine talent. But Noam Dar has taken this cup and he's made it really mean something. And I hope he wins whatever unification match they have. And I really hope it's a ladder match.
1: What did the cups like fall in somebody's head in the middle of the match? Because it's too heavy to like hang on. Oh my
0: god! Hopefully not. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what would be so ridiculous is like they better hope that that's like triple reinforced if they're hanging those on the balance because that
1: (laughs) you gotta put them like a net and then like
0: yeah, yeah. Seriously, (laughs) we gotta save here.
1: Great segment, though. This was entertaining.
0: And Lash Legend is just so. I remember when she had her talk show. uh, What was it? It was Lash
1: Lashing Out or something like that. Lashing Out.
0: Yes. And I, I thought she was great then, and then she just like she just takes to a, like a duck to water when it comes to these talking segments. And I thought this is good. I, w- I want to see more stuff like this with Lash Legend doing talk shows because she was Same. great. Agreed. Nothing but personality on that woman. Um, Thea Hale, of course, we saw that the Rocky segment. And I just want to point this out: we usually don't cover commercials, but they did air a commercial for Twisted Metal starring former NXT champion and AEW star uh, Samoa Joe. ROH television champion. So he was on WWE television crossing that Forbidden Joe door. So shout out to Samoa Joe.
1: Shout out to Samoa Joe. I I did too. And I saw a clip of him playing that character. I think he killed it. We'll see like the full movie when it comes out, but he did great.
0: So we get our, speaking of great, we get our main event Rhea Ripley versus Lyra Valkyria. I will say early on and we've seen this now a few times when a main roster person comes down to work with an nxt person they've never worked with before or at least not for a while and there's maybe a couple of hiccups early but these when they got going this was an incredible match because they told the david versus goliath story and ria's a big woman obviously but lyra's very small and lyra standing next to Lyra looked like a six-year-old like Lyra, ria looked like a like a like roxanne perez like a seven-foot giant next to lyra so every time lyra would get a hint of offense these fans would come and glued and they get behind it and they're really chanting you know this is awesome chance they're really getting behind lyra because she got a lot in this match and did a good job being convincing and it's clear just watching this match you know that rhea and this is pretty much the story they're telling is rhea really likes lyra uh, she sees something in her so she gave her everything in this match and lyra even got a frog splash for a near fall rhea ripley won the match and
1: Dominic
0: ate, ate that freaking kick from Lyra, uh, yeah, too. he did. He a huge <laughs> kick. And afterwards, Rhea Ripley told Lyra that uh, she needs to beat Jason Jane, giving her a little encouragement. So kind of like a tough love, big sister, little sister thing. But what did you think about this match? Because I thought it was incredible. <sighs>
1: I love this match. And I know a lot of people tuning to our podcast that don't watch NXT. I will say there's one thing that I will say go back and watch from tonight's episode. It would definitely be this match. These women killed it. And I didn't know what to expect because we have seen Rhea, at least in Raw and SmackDown, being booked to just destroy these women. We saw her destroy Raquel. We saw her destroy Liv. So I didn't know what to expect here. I was like, I kind of don't want to see her squash Lyra here, right? And that is not what we got at all. I'm always rooting for Ria. She's probably one of my favorites if not my favorite right now in the main roster. And I got to tell you something. Lyra brought her to her like like Ria had to Earned this, this win. And I don't think like right. we have seen Rhea have to do that since WrestleMania, since she became the women's champion, right? So it was a lot of fun to see what each other had to to do, like how they would counter each other, how they, they kick outs. I was fully invested into this match. Uh, I think this is the best that Lyra has looked since she came to NXT. I know she's done a lot of things and it's good, but this was Uncomparable, like to the other matches that she's had and yeah i would definitely say go watch it it was an excellent women's match on nxt tonight with two very talented women who have history and i love the way that Rhea gave the encouragement because at first i thought they were going to tease a handshake and i was like Rhea is not the handshake kind of person she's just not so i love the tough love style that she did it because you saw the respect but she didn't lose her character by showing respect exactly
0: she did it very much heel. So she's still a heel and she did it in a way a heel would, but yeah. also encouraging Lyra because she, mm-hmm. she likes Lyra. And I agree with you. These great matches with Rhea have been few and far between kind of by design because she's being built up as this dominant force. So you really don't see her in too many competitive matches. They're here and there. I thought her match against Natalia was incredible. I mean, I was yeah. out when that happened, but I can't say how great that man. One of my favorite matches this year. And then this is another one of those matches along those lines where she just gets into this fight. And whenever she wants to go, she can go so it's good to see her in these types of matches
1: I don't want judgment day to end anytime soon I love everything that Rhea is doing but I do have a feeling that whenever They do turn her face. I can't I think I feel like the fans and the people are just can't wait to like properly shear her on because I do think she will get crazy pops. And I think that having her always out there with Dominic helps because if you had her out there on her own with the championship, I think Rhea would get sheared like ridiculously. So I I love the fact that they have her with them. They know what they're doing to keep the heel character. When Rhea goes face, the crowd is just gonna cheer her so loud because we're all dying. We still love her. We're all dying to hear yeah. her. I cheer her even. People still heal. cheer she, Yeah,
0: <laughs> She annihilated Liv Morgan and sent her to the hospital oh. and they were doing so and trying to get her heat and people were cheering for Rhea Ripley.
1: She's just so damn likable and what I love about her is the, is the organic likable. It's the cool likable, right? We were talking about mm. how wrestling is on this on this era where it's cool again and, and I feel like characters like Rhea Ripley are helping make that. I mean, she's TikTok famous. Let's so like, keep it real, right? And TikTok is like the most used social media right now, but Ria is just the organic, cool, likable, and they need more characters like that. But all my respect to Lyra because I didn't know she had all of that in her, and tonight she pulled up.
0: Yeah, and whenever they do break up. Rhea and Dom, that has to be the face turn is that Dom gets his from Rhea. You do weeks of Dom being like the abusive boyfriend in terms of verbal abuse or whatnot. And I think people really fall
1: for that, Alfred. Clamor
0: for Rhea Ripley. We all
1: know who the Dom, dom. no pun intended, is in that relationship. Nobody's going (laughs) to fall for Dominic. They
0: they could absolutely do something. He could have something over her. He could have some secret that he's going to tell everybody if she doesn't act up. There's a million ways that they can give him the edge over her to where people are clamoring for him her to beat the hell out of Dom the way we know he can If he And that's the thing, that's the heat. The fact that we all know that she can beat the hell out of Dom, if they come up with a way that he can hide from her and stop her from doing that, when it finally happens, I think people will be really into it.
1: If you really think about it, there's so many incredible babyface turns that they can do from Judgment Day, especially from the Dom and Rhea, because when I saw the reaction that Rey Mysterio got when he finally got his hands on Dominic, the first thing I thought about is, if you book. This right when Dom comes home back to Ray. Oh, yeah, that could be one of the most wholesome, beautiful face Huge. turns again if you do it the right way, right? So, I feel like there's so many stories that you can write with these people like turning face. And I think that Rhea and Dom are the two that, if you do it the right way, could be incredible face turns.
0: It'll be like Macho Man and Queen Liz, except uh, Ray will jump into Dominic's arms. I
1: think that'll be
0: great. Oh, a great visual. Kelvin Alexander for two dollars. Roxanne got to imitate Dom's mania entrance. Oh yeah, <laughs> where she goes to prison. I wonder if they're going to follow up on that because the authorities are looking for uh, Roxanne Perez not to be a snitch or anything like that. But let's see how they follow up with that. Uh, we get to the main event. It's Trick versus Ilya in a fight. A lot of fights happening. Uh, we're going to get a fight between uh, Rio uh, uh, Ronda sure this Rousey. This is a murder. <laughs> yes, this is a fight. Trick did get the upper hand early, but then Ilya eventually. Got the upper hand, and he's on his way You're to dying. just finishing Trish. This, yeah, this <laughs> reminded me of that scene from uh, Boys in the Hood where they killed Ricky. Yeah.
1: And, uh, <laughs> what an excellent comparison.
0: <laughs> Ilya was getting ready to finish him off with uh, his running uh, uppercut, and uh, who should take the bullet? but Carmelo Hayes took the bullet. Wow. So really putting Ilya over. I thought this made him look like a friggin' monster in terms of this uh, kind of shorter guy, obviously, not only taking out Trick, but also taking out Melo and talking that stuff. So it's looking like um, looking like Melo's going to retain based on how they're putting over Ilya, but I thought they made him look like a monster in this.
1: Yeah, agree. And I think Melo, I'm thinking him, but there was a moment here that I was like, man, I wouldn't be mad at Dragunov. What is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's how good they made him look tonight on this episode. And that's what you want to do going into the pay-per-view, right? Like, you don't want to feel predictable and be like, yeah, Melo's winning. Why, why should we watch Great American Bash? I feel like they created that seed of doubt where you go like, mm, maybe Dragunov has a chance here. But yeah, Dragunov killed the guy. <laughs>
0: he didn't kill a guy because Trick was out. And when he was out, he did not get back up. He did not move. So the authorities need to be investigating Ilya Dragunov as well. As Roxy and Perez, a lot of crimes are looking for Roxy right now, so they don't have time for
1: for
0: this. <laughs> so we saw an assault tonight in the main event. I'm yeah. excited for this card. This is this Sunday. This is on the 30th. I'm definitely going to be watching and covering on Forbes. So check that out. Uh, this, it's going to be a fun card. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. They did build it up very well. And uh, multiple matches, I think, are going to be very good.
1: I'm excited as well, and I think it's gonna set the tone for what is gonna be SummerSlam week. If, you know, It's gonna start on Sunday, and from there, we're gonna get the go-home shows from Raw and SmackDown, and then next thing you know, it'll be SummerSlam. What a better way than, than with a really stacked nice um, NXT you know, PLE to open it outside of the performance center, which I'm I'm being a fan of them taking the big shows outside of the performance center. I'm so excited and looking forward to it. There's a couple of matches that I'm really invested. If Tony D'Angelo does not walk out of great American bash without gold, I will be upset.
0: Yeah. It's time. Gals boys. I've never had a problem with the work in the ring, but WWE NXT still hasn't told us anything that we need to know about the Gallus Boys. And I feel like Tony D and Stax, they've told their story. He got out of prison. He's home. It's time to put the belts on him. Let's just do it.
1: Well, they caught the promo tonight from the bar, Gallus Boys. So, so they're probably playing pool because that's what they do. They drink beer, play pool, and then they beat people up. Why do Join even the club. Like the that's, what I, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not that good out? a pool, though. Not that good a pool, but everything else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, this is going to be a good show. So, and uh, that was NXT. That was a good show. Where can the people find you, Isa?
1: Uh, they can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Lucia Libre Online, and also NYC Diva, Diva on YouTube and all across social media. So, I'm just always making content. It's what I do.
0: Hell yeah. And you find me on Forbes, Pro Wrestling Bits. We are, I'm releasing a lot of content this week. Uh, just, Go check out my video about MJF and Adam Cole. It's a very good good video. I'm going to have a couple of more. And then I'm going to have a good friend of the show. I don't want to jinx it, but good friend of the show is going to be on for an interview this weekend. Uh, The interview is going to be released early next week. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about that, uh, namely on my channel, namely around the world, namely around the culture. So check that out. Pro Wrestling Bits. Check out NYC Demon Diva, not only on X, but also on YouTube. Uh, Please don't call it that. I know. I'm never doing it again. This has been NXT podcast. I'm Alfred Kanoa. Uh, Glad Rubenstein. We miss you, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye.